Well, good morning, friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be here with you. I absolutely love what I do. I love sharing with you guys the things that the Lord has brought into my life that has brought so much freedom. And I pray to the Lord right now that you guys are getting some more freedom in your life through the things I've been sharing with you guys. Um, This is my effort to, uh, you know, communicate this life coaching process that I went through myself and this freedom process that I went through. And uh, I really feel like the Lord challenged me, you know, to put it on the podcast. You know, it's like I've been wanting to. This is my passion. These are some things that have been brought to my life that brought such awareness of the bondage, but then such awareness of the potential freedom and then what how I needed to start perceiving things in order to, you know, experience what Jesus said, you know, the truth will set you free. And uh, so I'm so excited to share that with you guys. I hope you guys are getting some value out of the podcast. Please, friends, continue to share it and subscribe. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you to do so now, whatever platform you're listening on, because the more you subscribe, the more um, it's going to boost up the algorithm. They'll push the podcast out, um, you know, especially through iTunes and stuff. You guys, all my iTunes listeners, if you could give me a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Um, and, uh, just, you know, thank you for, thank you guys for all your support. Thank you for all the encouraging words and the messages and, um, you know, the, the sponsorships that I've gotten. Thank you, grandma. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so we love you guys. I love you guys. I thank you guys for your time. And, um, just want to tell you that. So we are in the life coaching series right now. We're we're in the foundation of it. You guys, as I shared with you yesterday, There's no amount of tips and tricks somebody can get you unless you are fully aware of yourself and your resistance to the tips and tricks, if that makes any sense. There is all kinds of solutions out there to the problems that we're facing, right? I mean, people that are overweight or need to lose weight, been there, done that. You guys, I was 225 pounds back in, what, 2016? So I can talk about it because I've been there. All right, I knew that there was, um, you know, I knew what I needed to do you know, in a sense, I knew I needed to eat better and and start exercising more, but I wasn't paying attention to how my emotional state and really where I was, right? I I never paid attention to that, you know, in the church, you guys were taught to die to yourself. You're you're taught to live for other people. Well, you know, um, lay your life down, give to others, give to all who ask all these things, right? But at the end of the day, God says that the fruit of the spirit is self-control and you're only responsible for you. And so you kind of get caught between these two things, right? As far as, okay, what I'm responsible for and then as far as, you know, how I give my life to other people, you guys. And so um, I want to be able to freely give as I've received, but I have to understand the barriers that get in the way of me freely receiving what God wants to give to me. Do you guys resist God's grace? Do you guys resist God's unconditional love? Do you recognize the barriers of shame and condemnation and fear and, you know, just those different emotional states you can find yourself in that's all tied to how you think and perceive your life and God and other people and your experiences? And, you know, do you understand the power of perception and how that's impacting you? I hope this podcast is giving you some tools so far, you guys. You can only change what you're aware of. And at the end of the day, you can only control yourself, you guys. So this is why we got to get through this foundational stuff. And then we're going to start getting in to... um, After we get through the self-awareness stuff, we're going to start talking about how beliefs are formed and then, you know, how to build a really rock solid identity, you know, but we've got it. You guys got to be patient for the process. Okay. Um, I had to be patient. You guys have to be patient and you have to be willing to do the work. So you guys, today we're going to be talking about grace and what grace is and why we need that and what grace is supposed to result in. 
I want to share that with you guys because I talked about it a lot on the podcast yesterday. We've been talking a lot about the victim and the the victim triangle, you know, and then we talked about the empowerment dynamic and the different transitions you can make from one to the other. And um, I I got up this morning and I was like, Lord, what am I going to talk about today? You know, I I ask God that every single day. And, uh, you know, because I'm like, you know what, Lord, you've given me a process and I'm going to follow that as much as possible as far as, you know, it's like when you build a house, right? There's certain things you got to start with. However, you know, um, I still get to, um, you know, I'm not going to, how can I say this, you guys? All I'm doing is giving you the foundation and the tools, right? And um, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm covering everything that I need to cover. And, you know, this morning when I was asking the Lord about this, um, I was reading, me and my husband were reading First uh, Peter 5, and my eyes just locked on that whole thing uh, about grace. And I said, bam, that's it. That's it, Lord. And I was like, well, what was I talking about yesterday? And yesterday I was talking about at the very end how you, when you make the transition from victim to creator and from, you know, persecutor to challenger and rescuer to coach, you all need God's grace in those transitions. So anyway, guys, we're going to talk about God's grace today. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray. And then we are going to have this conversation because grace is something I never understood. I had a head knowledge of it, but it wasn't in my heart. I didn't know how to integrate it. I didn't integrate it. I didn't know how to live by it. I didn't know how to use it in, in, this, in the context of my own life, right? It was almost like a get out of jail free card. Like I I wasn't taught that I needed it every day in the way that I understand it now. And so I want to try to share that with you guys and break that down for you as much as possible. So you guys can really start to grasp God's grace a little bit deeper in your life. So uh, before we do that, let's pray and we will have this conversation. Lord, thank you for this day. God, thank you that your grace is really enough. Lord, I pray that we would be characterized by integrating your grace more and more every single day. Lord, you tell us in your word that each of us should use whatever gift you have re- that we've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Lord, we are your stewards of your grace. You know, help us, Lord, to see the areas where we need it and then open our, our open up our hearts to receive it and then be able to articulate to other people, God, the the same process you brought us through, the same freedom. God, we want our brothers and sisters to be free. We want the world to be free, Lord. We were once of the world, God. We were stuck in bondage. But show us, Lord, how to get out of our own bondage first. God, how are we going to help people if we can't even understand ourselves in this way? You know, Lord, you say the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. You've given us the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance, God, help us to see where we don't have those things in our life, not to focus on it, but to see that as an indicator of the greater grace and the freedom that we need in our life and the love and and help us to integrate what you have for us into our life, God, fully and wholeheartedly, Lord. So let us not be afraid to use your grace that you've given to us. And uh, let's just let's just trust you, Lord, and be an expectation, God, that there is greater healing for us, God. So we love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. Bless everyone listening to this podcast. I pray that you would prepare our hearts, God, to receive your grace, Lord, that we will continue to soften ourselves with it, God, and, uh, you know, take the walls down, the strongholds, the thought patterns that we've built up in our mind that keep us from love and grace and um, from receiving it from you and being able to really walk in that in our life. Lord, I pray for, you know, full redemption in our lives, God, and that every single person listening to this podcast can reach their full potential because you created all of us with a purpose. And so, Lord, let us get healed, God, and let us receive your grace. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this day, and we just pray all these things in your holy name. 
Amen. All right, friends. So we've been talking a lot about in the podcast. We've been talking a lot in the podcast. Um, I, you know, January 20th is when we started the series. We talked about what a life coach is. We talked about the characteristics that you need to possess in order to get through this thing. We started talking about vulnerability. We talked about shame. We talked about um, how shame was formed and relevant. We talked about judgment and how glory and judgment go together. We talked about condemnation, what it is, and then how to get out from underneath of it. You guys, and if you hear the page turning, I'm just kind of going through sharing with you guys, you know, what we've covered so far. And especially if you're new to the podcast, I I highly encourage you to go back starting January 20th and get caught up on these episodes, you guys, with this life coaching stuff. Uh, We talked about what a schema is, okay? Um, The first couple days in February, um, basically the whole week in February, the first week we talked about schemas. And then we talked about the following week, we talked about are we responding to reality or our perception? Ooh, yeah. Uh, We talked about the foundations of confidence. Who doesn't want to be confident? We talked about the three aspects that you need for that. Uh, Self-worth and uh, beliefs. Okay? Really good stuff, you guys. And so this week we're talking about the victim triangle, the empowerment triangle. And now today we are talking about God's grace. So as I shared with you yesterday, you're going to go through transitions in your life. If you want to go from the victim triangle to the empowerment triangle. I shared with you guys yesterday in the podcast um, why God definitely expects us to be in the empowerment triangle. Listen to the yesterday's episode to get the full context of that. So, but here's the deal. In order for you to go from victim to creator, persecutor to challenger, and rescuer to coach, I said yesterday, you're go- it's all gonna require God's grace. And that's why I was like, duh, it was kind of a no brainer as far as what to talk about today. I'm like, you know what, Lord, let's talk about your grace. All right, let's talk about all those things, because here's the deal. When you recognize you've been in a cycle of, you know, being a victim, (laughs) that's honestly, it's very humbling, right? When you, when you look at yourself and you see that you have, wow, really thought there was no solutions, how you've made excuses your whole life to not get healed and not pursue those things that are on your heart that you want to do. You guys, every single person on this planet wants more and wants to do more and, and, wants to make make an impact, have a legacy, right? Especially if you have children, even if you don't. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to know that they have something of worth to give to the world. But you've got to know your worth inside yourself first because what are you going to do when the rest of the world outside of you doesn't see the worth that you know you have? You know, that the the things that God has redeemed you from, you know, are you going to let are you always going to let your well-being be attached to the opinion of someone on the outside of you? Th- that's bondage, yo. Somebody who is not God and is not all-knowing, you guys, you have to remember that. Human beings, my, my, my mother-in-law always says, people are people, right? And so, you know, people don't know everything. That's just the nature of it, right? They're not all-knowing. They don't understand your background, the things that formed you, your intentions, unless they ask. They, a, lot of, a lot of times we like to try to judge each other and think we know what someone is thinking based on what we can see here and read. But that's exactly what the devil does, right? So we don't want to be like the devil in that way as far as uh, not communicating, you know, and thinking that we're communicating by, you know, oh, yeah, I can, I heard what you said. I saw what you did. Okay, that's observation. That's not communication. That's completely different. All right, so we got to learn to be able to communicate with each other in such a way to establish the truth of one another. Because a lot of times, and we're gonna be talking about communication on the podcast, you guys, I'm not sure when this is gonna fall in, 
Um, you know, it's going to be soon though, because it seems like something that keeps popping up. Um, you know, you have to learn how to communicate with the people that God has put in your life and, and communicate with God. Why do you go? Why do you think he said, depart from me? I never knew you. You know, do you know him? Does he know you? He knows you, but are you allowing him to know you in the way that you know yourself? A lot of times people don't go to God because they know themselves in the way of, oh man, I'm not, you know, they know, you know, your shortcomings. You, you felt all the negative emotions when, you know, you think about your lack and you think about, you know, um, the, your failures or you think about, you know, the outcomes in your life that you've had that you're not really proud of. You know, that's really humbling, right? To go before a perfect God that we think demands so much of us and which he does in the sense because, you know, um, God wants to protect love and we're made in his image. And so there's a standard. There's uh, there's certain qualities we need to have as people in order to be able to love the way God does, but he understands at the same time as we should understand that we're not born all knowing that there's there's different layers to us, right? The environment that we grew up in, um, you know, those things that shaped us, all of these come into play, right? As far as being a human being goes. And so anyway, you guys, when you come to the knowledge of yourself, right? You realize you were a victim and go to creator. That's very humbling. What about when you realize you're a persecutor, right? I mean, this is the one that not everybody likes to acknowledge, but you know, um, we got to be able to take full ownership for ourselves in every single area of our life. You know, as I sh- I've shared with you guys on the podcast, I would turn into a persecutor. I was, I, I've always been the rescuer, right? And I've always wanted to, um, you know, help people get their life better. Cause I see the good in every single person and, and my mind always sees the good. And I'm like, man, if you just, you know, if they're talking about certain problems they're having or whatever in my mind, I'm just like, man, if you just if you just got rid of this and that, I mean, man, you would be ready to go. You'd be on fire. You would be free. You would be empowered. You would be everything that you want to be, right? And so um, I always see that, but I have to understand that, you know, that person has to be willing to communicate that to me, right? I can't just assume certain things. I got to be willing to communicate. I got to be willing to ask. Um, they got to be willing to ask, right? It's a two-party thing. Both uh, parties have to be willing to ask for what they need, Right. Or else you're going to keep one in a state of dependence. If you're always doing something for someone without them asking, then you're going to keep that person stunted because at the end of the day, it's each person's individual responsibility to ask for what they need. And that's what God says. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. God has always put the responsibility back on us for us to um, communicate with him and ask. This is what I need, Lord, to be vulnerable right? To, to, to show ourselves, right? Our feelings, our emotions and how we're, you know, how we're feeling and thinking and just our whole self, right? We're supposed to bring our whole selves into relationship with the Lord. And anyway, as we go make these transitions, you know, like, okay, from challenger to persecutor and then from rescuer to coach, it's all very humbling, right? It was very humbling for me to realize how I was giving unasked for advice to people. They didn't ask me for that. But as I said, I was around people that never learned how to ask. So I'm thinking y'all are never going to ask. You've never asked because I've always just done it for you. So if I, if you never ask, you're always going to be stuck. And I don't want you to be stuck because when you're stuck, it makes me feel bad. So I, again, that's codependency when your, uh, well-being is dependent on someone else's right at the end of the day, I had to be like, Ashley, it's not your responsibility, you know, and then trying to communicate that with people, you know, and when I was in the pattern of always rescuing them, that was difficult too, you know? And so, and you guys, that's, 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 that's also another, you know, thing. I know it's not easy. I, I, I've had to do that. I've had to go to my brother and, you know, talk to him and say, you know what, bro, I'm so sorry for, you know, the years that I have, you know, just done everything for you. 
right? And making you maybe feel like you weren't capable because I don't believe that about you at all. I think, I think you're fully capable. Um, I know you can, I know you've overcome a lot in your life. I know you can do this thing called life, you know? And so I've had to humble myself and just, and say that. And so, you know, um, and, and, and you guys also have to give, we have to give ourselves grace, right? It was never our intention to make anyone feel like they weren't cap capable, not at all. Right? You got to go back to what formed you and shaped you. Give yourself some grace. Those are the things that God knows that you're not aware of, that he wants you to become aware of so he can begin to give you a new thought process for that thing that you're not aware of that's controlling your life, if that makes any sense. If you're not aware of the dynamics that shaped you, because you're not the, just the adult you are just out of nowhere, right? Especially if you've got struggles. That was, that was shaped in some type of environment. So you've got to be willing to go back through your life, the alley of your own life, your past, and figure out, okay, what, what was it like? What, were, what, were, what was the relational dynamic like? How did, you know, how was I encouraged as far as growing up and speaking my mind and, you know, being able to put my ideas out there? What happened when those things happened? Ask yourself questions. It all depends on what you're struggling with. Right. But you got to be willing to question yourself. Why do I feel that way? OK, why do I feel that way? OK, why do I feel that way? Right. It's a questioning. You've got to learn to interrogate yourself and you need God's grace to do it. You guys, God's grace is a massive buffer as you become aware of yourself in this way. So let's let's go ahead and talk about it. You guys, number one, we need God's grace in these transitions, because number one, the truth is your thoughts produce feelings. All right. You only feel a certain way because of the information that you are entertaining in your brain. All right. Think about that. You know, why is it one moment you can be in a good mood and the next minute you're not? Now, look, I know sometimes we just have those days, you know, you get overwhelmed maybe with a certain circumstance or you're going through a transition or, you know, you're growing and developing. It's painful. You know, like I said, it's painful to be unhealthy just as much as it can be painful to get healthy. Same, same pain. Choose your pain. You know, I felt the pain of being unhealthy. And then the pain of being healthy is painful, like working out. Use, I do a lot of strength training. You guys, I don't feel good. It burns, yo. It hurts, <laughs> you know. But uh, so, but I'm realizing, I, you know, as you learn to choose your pain and you start to see the results of the pain you're choosing, you know, you're like, you know what? You've realized the good in it, you know, building muscle and, and feeling more confident and, you know, um, just all that stuff that goes in with you when you take care of yourself, okay? So... Um, but just, you know, there are going to be days, depending on what you're going through, that you might feel like crap. That's okay. As I've shared with you guys, when I go through days like that, I just remind myself, okay, Lord, you know what that means? I just need more of your grace and love today. Like there's obviously I'm lacking that. I need to receive that Lord. It humbles me. It keeps me in that position of receiving from God and not, you know, being dependent of him because I don't want to be right. It's a relationship in that way. You know, it's supposed to be like the marriage relationship. It's a forever thing. You know, uh, when we die, we're going to be with him anyway. We're with him now and when we're dead. So it's one of those things that you can get real attached to the Lord and he ain't going anywhere. Right. I love that. I love that about God because I can get attached to people. That is definitely something I've had to learn to unhook myself. Like, Ashley, you can connect with people, but don't attach to people because people are going to be in and out of your life. That's just the season of it, you guys. I should already know this with all the death I've experienced. I'm sure you guys have had lots of loss in your life with people and relationships. And it's just normal. Right. You have to normalize um, loss in your life, you know, and that's a hard one, you guys, but it's absolutely true. And so anyway, you know, you, your thoughts are going to produce how you feel, which if you're feeling a certain way, you got to go back to your thoughts. But then also when you're feeling a certain way, you know, um, and you go back to your thoughts, it's going to 
you know, um, it's going to reveal a lot of things, right? Your, your, your feelings are just symptoms of the truth of what you're really believing and thinking about. Okay. And how are your beliefs formed? We're going to be talking about that in another podcast, you guys. So, um, you know, uh, uh, sorry guys, I'm getting distracted. I'm looking at my notes here. Like, okay, what was the next thing I want to bring about? Okay. So what, what does God tell us to do? He tells us to take our thoughts captive, right? And then the truth will set us free. Now, what is truth? Truth is reality, right? And, uh, reality of God, the reality of ourselves and our life and what we're going through. And so, um, excuse me, you guys, are we allowing, you know, reality to guide us and not our emotions? You know, and like I said, emotions are just indicators. Don't ignore your emotions as if they're not there, but really be able to question yourself. Why am I feeling this way? What's going on with me? Lord, like, really, you got to ask the question. Don't be afraid to do that. And uh, don't be afraid of the emotions that you're feeling, right? Especially if you're feeling condemnation, shame, judgment, anxiety, fear, all of those. They're very normal. Why do you think the Lord says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind? Well, acknowledge your spirit of fear, right? How are you going to get it? How are you going to get um, how are you going to be able to understand the spirit that you would have in you if you don't exper- if you don't understand how the spirit of fear is messing with your life? You got to be able to face it head on, right? It's it, you're already living in the pain of living in the spirit of fear. Why not just go through the pain of facing the spirit of fear and learning how to live by God's spirit in you, right? The spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom, all you know, uh, liberation, peace, joy, all of that. So anyway, what is God's grace? Let's talk about that, you guys. God's grace is his goodwill towards you, his goodwill towards man. All right. I know you think, wow, what the heck? That's like so elementary. Well, of course it is. Okay, but why aren't more why aren't more people experiencing it? If it's so elementary and so easy, why are so many Christians still in bondage? Like honestly, you guys, I used to hate being around people that, you know, were free and walking in their purpose and excited about their life and had all these opportunities and doing the things they love and just like super passionate and just like, man, loving life. I'm like, get the heck away from me, yo. Like, you're not living like Jesus. Jesus would lay your life down. He said, die to yourself. And y'all are just like totally living for yourself. I was super jaded, super bitter. Been there, done that, you guys. So if this was so easy, why are so many people still in bondage, right? I mean, so obviously this grace thing is not something that we just uh, understand and roll with it. You've got to understand the process that you have to go through in order to really understand and appreciate the grace of God in your life, right? By him still realizing that he is still with you and you're in your worst emotional state. The only, he's never left you. It feels like it because of what you're telling yourself and the beliefs that you have. And we're not going to get into that right now, you guys, because this is supposed to be about God's grace. So why do we struggle to internalize God's grace? Why do you struggle to internalize God's grace? I want you guys to think about it. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Write this stuff down, yo. Come on, start, start really engaging yourself with this process. Don't just listen to a podcast and not do anything with the information, right? This stuff that we talk about is not made just to go through one ear and out the other. This stuff is supposed to make an impact in your life, right? You're supposed to hear it. You know, it says faith comes through hearing. Okay, cool. So we hear stories, but then you, but he says, you've got to be able to integrate it, do something with it, right? Challenge yourself. Okay. How do I need to integrate your grace into my life? God, what is keeping me? Why am I struggling to internalize it? I used to struggle with internalizing God's grace because of the lens that I would look through everything. You know, I was never, I was never challenged to check my beliefs about God, other people, 
and you know uh, myself. I was all I that wasn't taught to challenge any of those beliefs as long as I believed what God said. But it was almost as if just the mental assent of believing what God said. Oh yeah, I believe God. Like that was enough, right? I wasn't really taught to look at my final overall state as a person, how I was being, my overall mental health, emotional health, right? It says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance, gentleness. Okay, so if those are the nine characteristics, the nine qualities of having the Holy Spirit in you, but you're full of fear, shame, condemnation, anxiety, anger, rage, purposelessness, hopelessness, discouragement. What's up with that? Why is there such a disconnect? Why are we not talking about this in the church? Why are we not being honest about really where we're at as people in the church? Because a lot of times we get met with more condemnation and shame, right? That relational lens, okay? Let's, you know, let's talk about some of the things like, you know, experiences in relationship, bam. Again, go back to how, think about the, okay, we talked about this in another podcast, you guys, the rules that we live by, all right? And, you know, we talked about shame and how, how we talked about how shame was uh, formed, right? We talked about the whole garden thing. But then I, I asked God a question. I was like, Lord, what, what about people who don't have your word, right? Because I said shame is produced by going against the knowledge of God. But then I was like, well, what about the people who say they don't have the knowledge of God? And then it was like a thought came to my mind. Ashley, who gave you the rules you're living by? And I was like, whoa, holy crap, God. Okay, I get it. So who told you what you're living by? right? The principles that you have, the, the things that guide your life. Who told you that? Right? Your parents did. Your parents told you that. Are you challenging the things that you've been told? That's the same thing God told Adam to do in the garden. Who told you that? He's like, because if I told you that, that wouldn't be happening. You would still be living in paradise, eating from the, you know, eating from the tree of life, doing your thing. No thorns, no thistles, no shame, no fear. Doing what I told you to do right? Be fruitful, multiply with your wife. Y'all have children, uh, you know, rule and subdue, rule over the creation, bam. But now you are in shame. You're hiding, you're in fear, you're blaming. Who told you that? It wasn't me. So he, God already knew that there was another, uh, person or another, another form of knowledge, right? That came into this equation that Adam had integrated into his life, right? So you got to be willing to ask yourself, who told you that? Who told you the things you're living by? Now, who told you that is as far as, okay, you've got your parents who raised you. You've, you've got experiences in life. Think about your experiences in life. Think about the things that have hurt you. Seriously. As I've shared in another podcast, um, the only thing that's keeping the good from coming out is the pain. That's Our talents and who we are is buried underneath the pain right? Those thoughts, those beliefs, those things that have happened that we don't want to happen again, our fears, right? We don't want the, those painful things to happen again. So we just, you know, in our mind, come up, try to come up with a safe plan to, to prevent pain from happening in our life as, we, as if we have so much control over everything that goes on, right? You don't have control over other people or over the economy. How much control do you really think you have? Like, just think about that a moment. So anyway, you guys, you know, why do we struggle to enter to internalize God's grace? Because of who told us certain things, certain experiences that we've had that have happened over and over again. It's pretty convincing, right? This always happens. It's always the way it is. 
right? So you, you got to just be willing to to question the the beliefs that you've, you know, how can I say this, you guys? You got to be willing just to question the beliefs that you've had and formed and shaped your life right now. Uh, what do you tell yourself? Why, why, why isn't God's grace enough? Why don't you internalize it? Um, and what was the other thing I want to talk about with grace, you guys? Because like I said, I never understood God's grace. I knew it was a head knowledge thing. I knew that I needed it, but I didn't know how to integrate it. So let's talk about that really quick. Let's, let's establish some things. When you're born into the world, you have no knowledge, no experiences, nothing. You're a little, you're a little baby sponge. <laughs> you absorb everything, right? Well, then as you grow older, you have certain experiences that happen to you on your outside world that you have no control over. You have no control over how your parents talk to you or what they did or didn't do. That's on them. But as a result of those things, you came to form some beliefs about certain things that have happened. Okay. Now, certain ways that you perceive things is not the full picture. If that makes any sense. You're not always, you're only seeing through your lens of, you know, I don't know how many people are on the planet now. Last time I heard it was like 6.8 billion. I mean, I'm sure there's like 7.2 now or something like that. It's growing, right? So that means your lens is only, you know, a billionth of perceptions. So that means that you don't know everything. Now, because of your ignorance and because of my ignorance at times, we, we fall into outcomes in life that we don't want, right? And that's what we need God's grace for, God's, God's goodwill towards us. We need to know that God has a goodwill towards us because um, we don't always have all the information to produce good. We're relying on God to give us that information. And, you know, if you want, to, if you want evidence that God has goodwill towards you, if God has grace towards you, let's go back to how God treated the first sinner. Let's go back to the garden. How did God treat Adam when Adam sinned? How did God talk to him? So get, get some things established, right? Because God, we're not, when we came into the world, right? We, our Adam and Eve was our mother and father, okay? Um, Adam and Eve were luckily raised, you know, God dealt with them first. Hallelujah, you know? But we, did, we don't have that benefit right now. So, um... Adam and Eve have a different perception than God than we do because we haven't been raised by God, if that makes sense. God didn't blow, you know, we weren't actually physically in the garden and God created us, right? Adam and Eve, you know, our parents formed us, gave us instructions, but I'm pretty sure God dealt with Adam and Eve differently than your parents dealt with you. How did your parents deal with you when you failed? Right? Think about that. When when Adam and Eve failed, how did God respond to them? He goes, hey, Adam, where'd you go? Okay, what did your Adam and Eve say to you when you were, you know, messed up, right? How did they treat you? That's the biggest problem we're ever going to have is how we're treated in our lack and in our lack of knowledge and our shame and our sin, whatever you want to say, whatever, whatever steals, kills and destroys you or someone else. Those are the things that we, that are going to be the hardest to deal with because those are the things that hurt love. And we weren't created to have the knowledge of evil, but we got it now. Sorry, y'all. It's just the way it is. You got to learn how to navigate in life now with the knowledge of evil and the knowledge of good. Anyway, so how did your parents treat you? Um, and how did God treat Adam? He goes, hey, where'd you go? Um, how did your parents treat you or anybody, whoever raised you? 
um, people in the church, how do they talk to you or other people when people fail? That's going to give you a lot of insights why you act the way you do. You're like, I don't want to be talked to you like that. I don't want to get treated like that. I don't want to go through that. So you hide yourself because you don't want to hear their, you know, condemnation or whatever. And I don't blame you one bit. We're all made in the image of God. We should all learn how to communicate to each other the way God communicates to us. Right. But this is something that not everybody knows and is aware of. So that's where the whole grace thing comes in. Right. You didn't know. So that's okay. You know, grace and mercy. Right. Mercy is you don't get the full weight. It's mercy is like, okay, you know what you're supposed to do, the good you're supposed to do, but you don't do it because, you know, either you're afraid to or you just don't feel like it or whatever. And, uh, you know, you know that God knows that and you should have gotten worse, but you didn't. Right. Been there, done that, guys. Oh, man, especially with money, yo. I've made some pretty stupid mistakes with money, but God's mercy has covered my butt, you know. And sometimes it's just, you know, if we're not completely aware of something or, you know, maybe we're uh, being, you know, stressed or emotional that day, whatever, right? There's so many things to this, you know, this life that are need to be considered when we're dealing with ourselves and dealing with other people. There's We're very layered individuals as to why we do what we do. And uh, so, you know, but we got to pay attention, you know. So God went to Adam. He goes, hey, where'd you go? So he questioned him. And then um, he said, who told you that? And then after, you know, Adam realized some things and then God gave him the consequences, God still gave him practical wisdom and covered him, right? Did God give Adam the consequences for, so God could be a jerk? You know, I think Adam, I think obviously God did that, one, to make a point, right? Like, hey, I say, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And number two, for Adam's sake, because Adam still had a job to do on this earth that God was not going to do for him. So you have to, you know, Adam needed to know for himself, for his own discernment, that there were certain things that he just could not entertain and think because you would have disastrous results. He needed to know that. And so God wanted, I think God wanted him to go back and, and you know, rethink about what led to that outcome in his life. You know, a lot, Adam thought it was because he was naked that he was afraid. He never equated him going against the knowledge of God as, as that being the problem. But when we go against the knowledge of God, right, that's why we need grace because we go against the knowledge of God. We got to pay attention to that it's the relationships we have with people that really form why we internalize God's grace or why we don't internalize God's grace, right? Um, if, if grace is God's goodwill towards us, the people towards us, how are they? Do they have goodwill towards us? Sometimes we can perceive they do or don't. It just depends, right? Again, we talked about communication at the very beginning of this thing. It's, it's, it's a very layered issue. But anyway, you guys, I feel like I've been rambling on for a very long time about God's grace. So we know what it is, right? God's grace, this is goodwill towards you. You need to understand why you don't always internalize it. And let me just tell you, you know you have God's grace in your life if you are becoming more firm, steadfast, and um, uh, strong. And this is all I'm gonna. Uh, this is all coming from First Peter five, you guys. Um, this is verse ten. It says, "And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered um, a little while, will hum- will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." Why do we suffer? Will we suffer for lack of knowledge? 
And when we have lack of knowledge, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the shame, the condemnation, the judgment, all of those things, right? But God's grace, his goodwill towards you because of who he is, is going to come through, right? And it's going to produce strong, firm, and steadfast people. Are you, are you becoming more strong, firm, and steadfast? That's what you need to ask yourself. It says we're go, we go from glory to glory. So are you becoming more firm, secure, and steadfast in your life? Ask yourself that question. If not, if you say you have God's grace, but you're not becoming more strong, firm, and steadfast, I want you to check yourself. Say, okay, why am I not becoming more firm, you know, firm, strong, and steadfast? Ask yourself. No one can answer these questions better than yourself and God, right? Because you know yourself. You're the expert of your own life. You know the things that shaped you. You know, you know what you think about. You know what you believe. You know, you should. And if you don't, then find out, right? This doesn't have to be a mystery. You just got to learn to uh, learn how to question yourself, you guys. So let's talk really, really quick about what it means to be strong, firm, and steadfast. And I have it written down for you guys. Um, let me see if I can find it really, really quick. Okay, so I can't find it. But basically, to be steadfast means steadfast in your duties, right? In faith. What is faith? Faith is expecting a good outcome. So you're going to be steadfast and expecting a good outcome from God based on who he says he is, right? If you've read the Bible, you've learned God, you've learned a little bit about God's character and how he responds and what, you know, who he is, what he expects, how he responds, what he wants, how he loves us, how he come to redeem us. He didn't come to condemn us, right? So you're going to be steadfast in knowing that God wants to redeem your life and that you can expect a good outcome from him because he's only good. So you're steadfast in that way. Okay, and uh, firm, what does that mean? Character. You're firm in your character. You have qualities, right? You're firm in your character. Now you're not perfect, but you're growing and developing, okay? And strong just means that, you know, you're more morally, morally powerful, all right? Let's talk about uh, morals, you know? You're just conforming to right conduct, you know, what are the, think about the qualities that you need um, as a person, right? Dutiful, ethical, excellent, faithful, good, honest, honorable, incorruptible. Think of just think of love. What are the qualities of love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy, does not boast, keeps no record of wrong, rejoices, does not rejoice in evil, but rejoices in the truth. I love that one, you guys. It's my favorite one because it reminds us that God uh, rejoices in reality. We should learn to rejoice in reality, right? Not in evil, not in things that still kill and destroy. And you know, when you've been sinned against, right? That's why God's given you emotions because you feel a certain way when different things have happened in relationship. That's why God tells us we got to learn to confront certain things, right? You got to learn to confront yourself and you got to learn to confront other people. And you could, you don't have to do it in an abusive way. God didn't, God was not abusive with Adam when he confronted him. He just asked him some questions, right? We can learn to do that too. And so anyway, you guys, um, I just wanted to share with you guys today about God's grace and why we need it, because as we recognize where we're at um, and where we need to be, it's very humbling, right? And um, the way we can feel about that at times, but also understanding ourselves that, you know what, 
We're not born all knowing. We have different uh, environments that shaped us, the different responses that have happened to us when we've been in relationship with people, when we've sinned against them, or we've done something that we weren't supposed to do, right? We, um, we have these rules that have been given to us and we violated the rules, right? Our parents gave us rules and we didn't follow them. How did they respond to us and how, you know, you gotta just be aware of how you might still be in that, you know, that default in a way, you know, maybe, um, you know, you forget that you're an adult in that way and you can, you can ask questions, you can challenge if need be, right? You can, uh, you know, and, and, and all of us realizing, you know, that we all got to be humble in this way, right? We all got to learn how to submit to one another, acknowledge our air. And, um, especially as another human being, because none of us are all knowing, but we all do have a function. That's why we're called the body of Christ. There's a hole of shame that God wants to pull every single person out of and his goodwill towards you will do that for you if you are willing to accept it and receive that and uh, ask God to take the barriers down that are in your heart that keep you from receiving the love and the grace that he wants to give you. And that's really what we're, we're getting down to, you guys, is, you know, understanding how you need this in the context of your life and then asking God to, um, you know, give you a heart to receive and then asking God to show you why you don't receive it and then transform those things that you believe, right? So you can begin to put yourself in a position to receive all that God wants to give to you, right? Don't, don't you want to receive more love and grace in your life? And you know, who doesn't want that? And so you got to figure out why you have the barriers you have to it. Cause you're an adult now, right? You, you got to know yourself in this way. Um, and if you know yourself in this way, it's going to protect you from, you know, the judgment that can come at you at times from other people. Cause what is judgment? We talked about that. You guys, it's a conclusion. So the conclusions that people come to you, they don't have all the information. You'll be able to arm yourself in that way because you know, you know yourself, you're aware of yourself, you're developing yourself, you're growing, you're changing, right? And so the stuff when people come at you with accusations, it's not going to sting as much because you know, you know that they don't know and you're okay with that, right? Lord, forgive them for they know not what they think or do. They don't know everything and I don't know it as well. So Lord, it's all good. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to get off this podcast. I hope it makes sense. I hope you guys can um, learn to receive God's grace in your life. I hope this gave you some type of nuggets for the day. Um, I feel like I've kind of went off track a little bit, but you know, grace is really something that I've only come to understand the last couple years and really begin to integrate in my life. And I just thought it was a really good thing to talk about today. So um, I hope it gives you guys some perspective. Tomorrow we're going to talk about humility. Let's talk about humility tomorrow, you guys. Let's talk about the qualities of humility. And, um, you know, I think that's important. I, I've talked about the kind of the negative side of the emotions. I was like, you know what? Let's talk about the good side of it, Lord. Let's talk about your grace. Let's talk about humility. And let's talk about the things that we do need to have in our life, you know, to protect us from shame and condemnation. Those things, we, those things are in our life for a function, but they don't have to be the overflow of it, right? They can just be indicators and we can go right back to this sort of resilience of living, living in humility and God's grace because God gives grace to the humble. So anyway, you guys, hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.